Hello, and welcome to The Text Mix, brought to you by The Texas Signal. My name is Jessica Montoya-Coggins. I'm delighted to be joined today by Ross Morales-Riquetto, the co-founder and chief program and recruitment officer at Run For Something. Ross has had a distinguished career working for Democrats all around the country. A native Texan, Ross got his start working for Julian Castro as he ran for mayor. I think I've heard of that fellow. Uh, Ross and I are Ross and I are actually also former co-workers. Um, I think actually he, he was my boss at For Our Future, um, so I'm sure we'll we'll get into that. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today, Ross. Thanks for having me, and uh, I always love to do things uh, with other folks who have three who have three names um, because they tend to get uh, my full name correct. So appreciate it. It's a distinguished club that we have. And yeah, there is like solidarity with the the, the three three tiered name. Um, I should actually also say I'm a big I'm a big fan of of your uh, of your your counterpart. I see her a lot on MSNBC. She's the she's the literal goat as the as the kids say. <laughs> um, so I guess, uh, you know, we mentioned that you worked for Julian, um, but could you tell us a little bit about sort of your career and also what brought you to run for something and, and we'll, we'll get into sort of the creation of it, but yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I worked on my very first campaign as a volunteer back in 2002. Uh, if folks remember that far back, the quote unquote Texas dream team. Um, I was working for Ron Kirk, uh, who was running for Senate at the time. And I was in my high school government class. Uh, I'm from Houston originally. And um, as in my high school government class and the teacher told us that we had to go volunteer on a, lo a local campaign or some campaign to like get credit for the class. And so I ended up just like randomly finding Ron Kirk who was running for Senate. I didn't really know much about him at the time. Um, and really loved it. Uh, it was awesome. And I started, I was like a little baby organizer and didn't even know it at the time. I like organized all my classmates uh, who were willing to work for a Democrat uh, to work for him. Uh, and then like by the end of like the campaign, I was organizing a bunch of other high schools and like a handful of colleges around the city uh, to volunteer for Ron Kirk. So that was really fun. Um, I ended up, uh, doing a short stint organizing for John Edwards in Oklahoma, Muskogee, Oklahoma, specifically in 2003. I was just um, in Oklahoma a few, a few weeks ago. How, how, how interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Muskogee is a special place. Um, the Okie for, from Muskogee. That's the yeah, song goes. Exactly. Um, uh, we, and then afterwards, uh, I ended, I didn't end up working, doing anything on the 04 sort of like after the primary, um, and then, you know, as you mentioned, I ended up working for uh, Julian, who was running for mayor at the time. We lost that race by about, I think, 3,300 votes. I'll probably never forget. Um, out of like over 100,000 cast. Um, and then from there, you know, like I ended up sort of like bouncing around the country for a while. I worked uh, in 2007 uh, in Iowa for Bill Richardson, who was running for president. He was the governor of New Mexico, for folks who don't remember. Um, I ended up in doing some work in Missouri and Maryland and Pennsylvania. Um, and then ended up, you know, like eventually ended up working at a political consulting firm in D.C. Um, basically from about 2012 or 2013. 
until 2016 when I went went over to For Our Future for uh, actually what was a really fun, I had a really fun election cycle until election night uh, in 2016. So it was, you know, that's yeah. sort of like how my career trajectory has been. I, I've largely sort of like been like a campaign, like dude, just like bouncing around the country. Um, somewhere in there, I worked at a public television station and got a master's degree, um, which, you know, my unsolicited advice for people thinking about getting a master's degree is you should make sure someone else pays for it. Uh, so you don't end up paying it back for the rest of your life. Um, but yeah, that's sort of like how I ended up here. Yeah, for our future was was a lot of um, a lot of fun. Uh, for, for just for uh, a little background, uh, that was a, a joint effort from four of the major labor unions, and that was really my first experience with the labor union movement. Um, you know, being born and raised in Texas, which has you know right to work state, and our unions are, are limited. Um, and then that was also a partnership with uh, Next Gen. America, which uh, folks uh, should know, we have a Texas Signal connection there. One of our fellow podcast hosts, Christina Zinsun Ramirez, just took over for for Next Gen. So they have uh, the podcast Three Righteous Mamas. So be sure to check them out too. Um, but yes, for our future was was fun until that um, that 2016 election night. I was at the Javits Center, and I'm still processing that drama. Um, but so in the aftermath of that, when a lot of people were processing their feelings, some people in, in various ways, some healthy, some very unhealthy, um, I know that you and Amanda Littman got together and you decided to do something about that. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what came about? Yeah, we, so after 2016, as I said, I had a lovely time until election night. My wife also was working on the Hillary campaign at the time. I was in DC, she was in New York. Um, and luckily for her, she didn't end up at the Javits Center. Um, she ended up having like to work late on doing election and then she just never ended up going. So she got a little lucky there. Um, after the election, I just sort of like felt like I needed to do something different to be honest, like I felt sort of like the call to like get back out on the road. I'd been living in DC, you know, at that point for probably five or six years. And I really wanted to work on different rate. I, I like felt like I just needed to work on some races, get back to my roots doing campaign work, like work for some really inspiring candidates, like help get them elected in sort of the Trump era. And I started to do that. I actually shipped out um, to go work. Uh, I manage a congressional race out in California. Javier Becerra, uh, who's the incoming HHS secretary, had just been appointed to the attorney general uh, job for California. Uh, and like somebody that I knew was running. And so I went out to run her campaign to replace him. We didn't win. Um, and around the same time, Amanda and I also had started talking about sort of like this idea that you know, so many of our elected officials, like who were there were just either super sucky or super mediocre. Actually, there's a great political article about how basically like 80% of Congress is like mediocre in every way. I just read uh, a little bit earlier in the week. Um, and, you know, we started talking about it. She was coming at it from the perspective of like, all of these people were starting to talk to her about things that they could do. And she just like, couldn't find a place that was specific for young people who were like thinking about like running for office. And so 
we came at it from slightly different directions, but we started talking, we wrote some plans, we were really excited, you know, we built a website, we thought if we were really lucky, this was going to be a, you know, we thought this was going to be a side hustle. We thought maybe a hundred candidates would sign up if in the first year, if we were really lucky. Um, we launched on inauguration day in 2017, a thousand people signed up in the first week. In the first couple of months, we had 10,000 people tell us they were interested in running for office. And since then, we've had over 76,000 folks tell us across in all 50 states across the country that they were interested in running for office. So, you know, she and I looked at each other and said to ourselves, like, oh, shit, like we got to we got to do right by all of these people. And so we just like got back to the drawing board to try to build a program that would be able to support recruit and support candidates at a really large scale, uh, which is a thing, you know, that like largely hadn't been done before in the electoral space outside of like really large organizations. So like Emily's List, like which has like a hundred million dollar plus a year budget or labor unions who are spending millions and millions of dollars every year, like very few organizations had ever sort of like really tried to do candidate recruitment and support at scale, like in like with efficiency before. Um, and, you know, honestly, what we did probably wouldn't have been possible four years earlier. It just technology was what it was, the sort of like appetite of the moment, like was really high for people like getting involved in doing something. Uh, and then we were just, we got off to the races. We built an organization since then, you know, we've like worked, we've specifically endorsed um, like more than 1500 candidates, like in all 50 states across the country. Um, you know, last election cycle, like, like this in the next two years, we're likely to endorse at least another 1000 between this year and next year. Um, and yeah, we're just, we're going to keep building and growing and continuing to support some really kick-ass folks who are running like across the country, especially, uh, in places like Texas, which is one of, I can't say it's my favorite state because, you know, like parents aren't allowed to have favorite kids, but Texas is, is one of my favorite states. <laughs> um, yes. And I mean, I remember when Run for Something launched and it was it was very exciting to see. I remember, I think, getting the emails or seeing on, on social media, you know, the the just that like the, just the massive wave that was generated throughout the country of, of people looking to see, hey, you know what? There are a lot of really sucky people in office right now. There is no reason I should not be running and uh, we, uh, you know, at the, the last episode, uh, I've talked with a, a woman, Yannicka Parrish, who uh, is running for city council in Round Rock, and she's a run for something endorsed candidate. And, you know, she, she's telling the story about this, this incumbent city council member who is, was, is, is ignorant, was just completely, um, you know, in the aftermath of our, our, you know, very horrible winter storm just a few weeks ago, uh, was basically laughing about people losing power in an apartment complex. I mean, you know, so this is just like the typical politician that we have in Texas. Um, so I, I know that, you, you know, you mentioned Texas is one of your, your little favorites there. Um, but are there any other candidates that you're, you're excited about that, that are run for something endorsed? 
Yeah. And, you know, like I'll start with just like some of our like awesome alum who we worked with over the years. So like, for example, like we worked really early on with Judge Lena Hidalgo in Harris County, who sort of like on the flip side of the winter storm stuff, like did an excellent job handling the winter storm or as excellent of a job as like one can do uh, when you're presented with such a crappy situation. Um, we worked with folks like James Tallarico, who's in the state house, Aaron Zwiener, who's also in the state house, Christian Menefee, uh, who ran for Harris, who is now currently the Harris County attorney. Right now we're working with some like really amazing people. We just actually rolled out an endorsement for uh, Hosanna Yamiru, who's running for Dallas City Council, uh, Jalen McKee Rodriguez, who's running for San Antonio City Council uh, in a district that I actually know quite well. Um, I did a decent amount of work there when uh, I was in college in San Antonio. Um, so, you know, uh, Yannicka, as you mentioned, um, Diana Soleil, who's running for Arlington City Council. These are just some of the like incredible leaders who are like, deciding to step up, challenge the status quo, like run, you know, like basically unapologetically as who they are. Um, and like, these are the folks who are gonna be the future leaders uh, like in the state of Texas. You know, I think one of the things that has been a challenge in the state of Texas over the years is just like, we haven't really had, because like Republicans have been in control for so long, we haven't had the kind of pipeline that we've needed to really start to make runs, um, especially statewide uh, at all of these, you know, like at all these terrible Republicans. And that's gonna start changing. You know, I think right now you're hearing names like Beto and, you know, like Congressman Castro and like other people for like these statewide, you know, potential statewide offices. But like, I think as we go forward, like into 2024, 2026, 2028, and beyond that, you're going to start to hear like a new set of names. And we're not going to have to just keep recycling the same set of names over and over and over again. Like, oh, are these two or three people going to run? Because if one of these three people doesn't run, we're not going to have a chance. You know, we're going to have like, you know, like dozens of really awesome, really interesting candidates who could all step up and run statewide and be competitive. And I think that's the reason, one of the reasons why like Texas is such an exciting place right now is that like at the city level, at the state ledge level, at the county level, there's really incredible leaders who are stepping up to like do this work. And they're not waiting their turn, which is like even like A++. Absolutely. I know, uh, you know, Judge Adalgo, you know, before she, she ran a lot of uh, Texas Signal folks are very familiar with her. She, I, my understanding was she was kind of told, "Oh no, you should, you should wait this out. This is not your time." And you know, she very much was of the opinion, like, "No, this is absolutely my time." Um, so, for for people who are listening, who you know maybe are thinking of running for office, but they always have that that little self doubt, like, "Oh, I'm gonna, you know, it's it, you know, I do, maybe I don't have this background, or maybe I'm from the wrong part." of this district, how do you, what, what are sort of the ways you think that run for something equips someone who is on the fence to actually say, you know what, you are absolutely the perfect candidate to be running? In conversations that we've had with candidates and surveys we've done at the end of like elect different election cycles over the years, the thing that we consistently hear from folks is that like literally by just like having a network 
of people and telling folks like, yes, you can run for office. It is a thing that you can, and not just that you can, that you should do that. Like it actually helps them sort of like get over the barrier. You know, like there's the like famous quote that you need to ask like a woman was it seven times like to run for office. Like our goal is to be multiple point, multiple of those asks for folks. And, you know, I think the thing that we do for folks is like when they come in through our pipeline as they're working with us and talking to us, you know, like we are willing to be there for a candidate from the very beginning, from when they start to think about running for office, like all the way through their election day. And then even afterwards, we work with folks who have gone through our program and our alum and make sure that like they also are like one, like getting like resources that they need as they sort of like move into a different phase of public service, but also like that they're also getting the opportunity to give back. Cause what we're finding also is that like most of our alum, like also want to be talking to like candidates who are running for office, because like, honestly, like one of the biggest things that we hear when we talk to folks is that having somebody else who has been through that experience before, and they can just sort of like bounce things off of, or even complain to uh, is super useful. You know, like being a candidate, super lonely, Nobody wants to hear your nonsense when you're a candidate. Your campaign manager is working just as hard as you most of the time, and they don't want to hear you complaining. Your family is usually picking up all sorts of slack from you, um, and they don't want to hear your complaining. You know, like you can't complain to your volunteers and your supporters. So like being able to actually just have a real conversation with like other people who have been through it or are going through it is just like a huge value add for folks. And, you know, like it sounds really simple and straightforward, but like we just we've heard from so many people that it's so valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the really neat things uh, with Run for Something is even in this short period of time, you're starting to see candidates that, you know, might have been running for um uh, yeah, I, I know there's different terminologies throughout the, the country, um, but, you know, sort of like our equivalent of a state legislature, and then they're sort of making the, the leap towards uh, statewide races. And I know that's that's been happening in, in several states. And I, I think we can cross our fingers that we're, we're getting to that point in Texas as well. So we, we've obviously mentioned uh, Judge, Judge Lena Adalco, but as you look at sort of Texas, are there, are there folks where you're just kind of like, ooh, you know, I think that person, you know, has a really bright future and I could, I could really see them changing, changing our state. I mean, Judge Hidalgo would probably be at the top of my list. Um, she's like, you know, like, I think all of the, there's a lot of candidates who end up with a ton of hype around them um, and then you get to meet them and you're like, oh, wow, you didn't like, actually, you didn't live up to that hype. She is one of the few that I've met over the course of my career that generally that lives up to the hype. Uh, I mentioned Christian Menifee, who's also in Harris County, but I'll, I'll get outside of Harris County. Um, you know, I, I got to represent, I got to represent for my hometown. Um, although my parents will often tell me that I was technically born in Dallas, um, which, you know, is I know is, you have, you have thoughts on Dallas. It's fine. You can you can say them. It's, it's technically fine. I it's technically true that I was born in Dallas. You know, Aurora Martinez Jones, who's a judge uh, out in Austin, Texas, uh, is like a truly like incredible like is truly incredible person. You know, like she's been like so deeply like committed to her community, um, 
and you know she ended up running for that seat twice uh and ended up not winning the first time but winning the second time um you know there's just like the list for i think folks who have a bright future in texas like goes on and on you know i there are even a couple of candidates who ran and lost this cycle who i think like have really bright futures i think natalie hurtado um like had like she came really close in her race. I think she has a really bright future. Akila Basie, um, like does as well. You know, I think I look at sort of like Texas and the candidates that we have in Texas, and like I just see, I just see like so many possible stars in this group of people, and it just it makes me really really excited. You should look all of those candidates up, and if you are able to give to them, you should. Oh, one uh, additional that I'll add is uh, Monique, Monique Diaz, uh, who is a district court judge uh, in in Bear County. She's tr she's really incredible, and sort of like her work and community service before becoming a judge, like was quite exceptional, and now as a changing what it means to be a judge, especially in sort of like in a remote work environment where, you know, like you have like different types of responsibilities, you know, you have, you know, like demonstrated empathy on the bench, which like just so many white dude judges in Texas over the years, just like have refused to do over and over again. So I think there's so many awesome people in Texas and uh, I'm really, really excited about sort of like the future and just, you know, for like who's going to be stepping up even in the next two to four years i think there's i think there's people and i think there's people we don't even know who who we don't even know their names yet who uh you know like our future members of congress um future mayors yeah absolutely i think one of the biggest changes i've seen is the the if people recognizing the importance of candidates up and down the ballot um, so, you know, not just thinking about, you know, your, your Senate candidate or your congressional candidate, but even knowing who your school, like who, 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 who you should be voting for, for school board, uh, for state legislature, state senator. And as you were mentioning, these ju judicial positions, which are extremely important in our state. Um, so I, I guess I, I again want to thank Ross. And can you tell us, like, if somebody is, you know, interested in maybe running for office, uh, what what should they do and then how how do they how do they contact y'all go to runforwhat.net fill out the there's a little form there that you can fill out and it will show you what offices are available to run for in your area in 2021 we've got 2022 races coming to that super shortly um and then from there you end up in our pipeline so you get an email probably a text from us We'll ask you to join like a call that tells you a little bit about more about what run for something does, what we do and we don't do. Then you'll have the option to like have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone to talk a little bit about your like specific situation, what you're thinking about, how we can be helpful uh, and then go from there. Um, we're really excited uh, about the folks in Texas and you apps and for folks who are on the fence thinking about running, like you absolutely should, you should absolutely do your research on it. You should go in super clear-eyed about what running for office is and what it isn't, uh, because it's also not all fun and games. It is extremely difficult, um, and there's a lot of sacrifices that do end up being made. But like, there's, it is one of the best ways to serve your community that I think there is, and that's why I 
do this work every day. Absolutely. I feel like we should have like a little musical interlude. It was like very great, like a Lemiz type, like a, a pep talk there. Um, but my thanks uh, to Ross Morales Roqueto from Run For Something. Uh, yes, please go to their website, check them out. And again, thank you so much for listening to the Text Mix podcast from the Texas Signal. You can follow us on Twitter, Text Mix Podcast, and we will catch you later. Bye.